Hey, this is Soli and Kate, back with Bill Nye. JK, we wish. Today we're talking about the summary slash wrap-up of Unit 1 Chemistry Honors. First up, the scientific method. When conducting research, scientists use the scientific method to collect measurable empirical evidence in an experiment related to a hypothesis, the results aiming to support or contradict a theory. These are specific steps to the scientific method that must be followed. First, one must conduct an observation, a statement based on what you have experienced with one of your five sentences. Then you must ask a question. You ask a question about something that you observe. How, what, when, who, which, why, or where. After asking this question, you construct a hypothesis, a proposed explanation made on the basis of limited evidence as a starting point for further investigation. This hypothesis will serve as your prediction. This hypothesis must be testable. In order to prove or disprove your hypothesis, an experiment must be conducted. An experiment is a scientific procedure undertaken to make a discovery. Test a hypothesis or demonstrate a known fact. In order for one to conduct an experiment, they must have three different variables. There must be an independent variable, the aspect of the experiment that you change, the dependent variable, what is being measured, and the control group, which is the natural circumstances or unchanging conditions. Once the experiment is complete, a conclusion is drawn. A scientific conclusion is the final claim of the scientist made upon analyzing the experimental data, and unlike a hypothesis, this claim has been tested. There must be a display of data drawn from the experiment. Scientific data is defined as information collected using specific methods for a specific purpose of studying or analyzing. The most common way to display this data is with a graph. A graph is a diagram that represents the variation of a variable in comparison with that of one or more other variables. We use experiments to establish scientific theories and laws. In everyday life, a theory is an untested hunch or a guess that doesn't have evidence to support it. In the, scientific, in the scientific community, however, a theory has a vastly different meaning. In science, a theory is a well-substantiated explanation of an aspect of the natural world that can incorporate laws, hypotheses, and facts. A theory not only explains known facts, it also allows scientists to make predictions of what they should observe if a theory is true. Scientific theories are testable. New evidence should be compatible with the theory. If it isn't, the theory is refined or rejected. A law describes an event, but it does not explain why the event happens. Scientific laws describe relationships, specific situations, and conditions. There are many laws of nature in the scientific world. You've probably heard of one called gravity. Isaac Newton developed his law of gravity in the 17th century. It describes how objects are influenced by forces pulling on them. If you drop an apple, it will fall. If you throw an apple in the air, it will follow a specific path while falling down. Newton's laws don't tell us why the apple falls or what causes it to fall, just that it does fall. The next concept are elements versus compounds and classifying matter in pure substances and mixtures. Everything around you is made up of matter. Matter is anything that occupies space and has mass. All physical objects are composed of matter, and an easily observed property of matter is its state or phase. A pure substance or chemical substance is a material that has a constant composition or is homogeneous. 
and has consistent properties throughout the sample. A pure substance participates in a chemical reaction to form predictable products. In chemistry, a pure substance consists of only one type of atom, molecule, or compound. In other disciplines, the definition extends to homogeneous mixtures. Examples of pure substances would be sulfur, diamond, water, pure sugar, table salt, and baking soda. A mixture contains two or more substances that are not chemically combined. Mixtures are unlike chemical compounds because the substances in a mixture can be separated using physical methods such as filtration, freezing, and distillation. There is little or no energy change when a mixture forms. Mixtures have variable compositions, while compounds have a fixed, definite formula. When mixed, individual substances keep their properties in a mixture, while if they form a compound, their properties can change. Seawater, gunpowder, and dry air are all examples of mixtures. An element is a substance that cannot be broken down into any other substance. Every element is made up of its own type of atom. This is why the chemical elements are all very different from each other. Compounds are chemical substances made up of two or more elements that are chemically bound together in a fixed ratio. There are two types of mixtures, heterogeneous and homogeneous. A heterogeneous mixture is a mixture in which the composition is not uniform throughout the mixture i.e. oil and water, while a homogeneous mixture is a mixture in which the composition is uniform throughout the mixture. An example would be sand. A solution is a homogeneous mixture of two or more substances. A solution may exist in any phase. A solution consists of a solute and a solvent. A solute is something that is dissolved in the solvent. A colloid is a mixture of two or more substances mixed together but not chemically combined. They can be separated. They are a special type of mixture where tiny particles of one substance are scattered throughout another substance. Cream is a colloid and it's made up of tiny particles of fat dispersed in water. A suspension is a type of heterogeneous mixture. Over time, particles in a suspension will settle out. A suspension contains larger particles that are found in a colloid. An alloy is a substance made by melting two or more elements together, at least one of them metal. An alloy crystallizes upon cooling into a solid solution, mixture, or intermetallic compound. The components of alloys cannot be separated using a physical means. Emulsion, in physical chemistry, is a mixture of two or more liquids in which one is represented as droplets of microscopic or ultramicroscopic size, distributed throughout the other. Unstable emulsions eventually separate into two liquid layers. Chromatography is a process for separating components of a mixture. The different components of the mixture travel through this, this stationary phase at different speeds, causing them to separate from one another. Evaporation is the process by which water changes from a liquid to a gas or vapor. Evaporation is the primary pathway that water moves from the liquid state back into the water cycle at atmospheric water pathways. That water the go. The definition of a centrifuge is a machine that uses a force pulling dense objects away from the center to separate particles or to draw off moisture. An example of a centrifuge is a machine that separates cream and milk. Distillation is the technique of heating a liquid to create vapor, which is collected when cooled separate from the original liquid. It's based on the different boiling point of volatility values of the components. The technique may be used to separate components of a mixture or to aid in purification. 
Freezing is a process in which a liquid changes to a solid, such as water turning into ice. Filtration is a process used to separate solids from liquids or gases using a filter medium that allows the fluid to pass through but not the solid. The law of conservation of mass or principle of mass conservation states that any system close to all transfers of matter and energy, the mass of the system must remain constant over time, as the system's mass cannot change, so quantity can neither be added nor removed. Now, we have physical and chemical properties, as well as states of matter and phase changes. A physical property is a characteristic of a substance that can be observed or measured without changing the identity of the substance, i.e. color, density, hardness, freezing, a process in which a liquid changes to a solid. Melting, the phase transition of a substance from a solid to a liquid, and boiling points. Physical changes are a change in the size, shape, color, or state of matter of a substance. A chemical property describes the ability or substance to undergo a specific chemical change, i.e. flammable, corrosive, the pH level, or if it's explosive. Chemical changes change the substance into different substances. Intensive properties depend on the type of matter, i.e. color, temperature, solubility, and density. While extensive properties depend on the quantity of matter, i.e. mass, length, volume, energy, enthalpy. Phase changes help a type of matter change into another. For instance, recombination is an exothermic reaction, meaning heat-releasing reaction, which turns plasma into gas. Ionization is any process where electrically neutral atoms or molecules are converted to electrically charged atoms or molecules, which is a plasma state. Vaporization occurs in two ways, evaporation and boiling, where extreme heat is applied to water, where a liquid is turned into a gas or vapor. Condensation is a reaction where two or more molecules combine to form a larger molecule while losing a small molecule such as water or methanol which comes into a gas to a liquid. Deposition, aka desublimation, is when molecules settle out of a solution without passing through the liquid state, which is a gas to a solid. Sublimation is an endothermic process that occurs at temperatures and pressures below a substance's triple point, which is a, from a solid to a gas. There are five main types of matter. Solid, liquid, and gas are the three main ones. However, a plasma is made up of atoms in which some or all of the electrons have been stripped away with free-roaming ions. And a Bose-Einstein condensate is a group of atoms cooled to apex, apex, absolute zero. When they reach the temperature, the atoms are hardly moving relative to each other. They have almost no free energy to move. The last and final concept is how to apply proper units, significant figures, and scientific notation when solving problems. The metric system is the decimal measuring system based on the meter, liter, and gram as units of length, capacity, and weight or mass. Examples are kilometers, hectometers, centimeters, and etc. This is the normal way we usually measure things, however, there is a better way to communicate things in the scientific field through an SI unit. These units are universal to anyone in the scientific field around the globe, so reading in a report on an experiment or article will be easier for anyone reading it. Example, kilograms, meters, mole, etc. The SI units can be shortened with prefixes. Um, kg for kilograms, m for meters, and mol for mole. 
Conversion factors help scientists change a unit to another sized unit to make it easier. For instance, feet into inches. You put the smaller unit on top, which would be inches. We know one foot consists of 12 inches, so the equality is one foot equals 12 inches. The conversion factor would be 12 over 1. If we want to find 4 feet into inches, we multiply 12 over 1 by 4. And we reverse the fraction to go from inches to feet. Exact numbers are either defined numbers or the result of a count. For example, a dozen is defined as 12 objects, and a pound is defined as 16 ounces. An exact number can only be expressed in one way and cannot be simplified any further. Measured numbers are numbers with a value that is not exactly known due to the measuring process. An example would be the diameter of a coin, such as 10.2 millimeters. Significant figures, or sig figs, are digits used to represent a measured number such that only the digit farthest to the right is uncertain. There are rules to determine sig figs. One example of a rule is leading zeros don't count. So the number 0 0.00025 would be equal to two sig figs. Scientific notation is a way to shorten a number so it's easier to read, understand, and write. Example, 45,000 equals 4.5 times 10 to the fourth power. The terms are always counted by the tenths place and how many times you move the decimal over in the number, four.